It's time for Love Talk with your hosts, Kathy and Carrie. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the love ladies right here on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk. We are so grateful that you have found us today. And, of course, in studio, my beautiful friend and co-host, Kathy Underbrock. Hey, Kathy. Hey, Coach Carrie. Merry Christmas, friends. We are going into the second weekend of December. Can you believe it? We are fully in the midst of Advent, and I'm having just this incredible time in this series, The Five Mm -hmm. Prayers of Christmas. So, Coach Carrie, we have looked at Zechariah, we've looked at Mary, Mm -hmm. and today we're going to look at the shepherds. And I think it's just incredible the the number of prayers that are just jam-packed into the first two chapters of Luke chapters one and two of Luke, when we look, we we generally look to this area of the Bible to tell us the Christmas story, you know, how Mm -hmm. it happened, when it happened, um, who the main individuals are that were involved, who God chose, what God, you know, what did he do with them? Who did angels appear to whom? And so we get to see the shepherds today and they are an incredible group. And friends, as we move through this Advent season, I just want to share with you, you know, if you're feeling kind of disconnected and and you're having a hard time getting into the Christmas spirit, you are going to really identify with the shepherds Mm -hmm. and exactly where they were at. And I think they're right where you're at. And friends, if you are just loving the Christmas season, Mm -hmm. if you've gotten your shopping done and you're having a fun time and you're planning on having a house full, you can learn so much from the shepherds about getting up and praying and sharing what you have seen God do. And we're just going to learn about this today. And I I just love this program, Carrie. I'm looking forward to it. Well, and I don't think I've ever um, dove, is that the right tense of the verb there, this deeply into the scripture surrounding Jesus' birth. You know, we read it every Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. But to really take out these five prayers and examine them verse by verse, word by word, Mm -hmm. verse by verse has been incredibly eye-opening. So, friends, I would encourage you to go back to the archives, and you can already find Zechariah, the programs on Zechariah and Mary there. Um, Today we talk about shepherds. And then looking forward to the future, you have to look forward to the prayers from Simeon and Anna as well. Anna, the only prophetess mentioned in the New Testament. Um, Just, Kathy, it's been so great. I love... Just going through scripture verse by verse Mm -hmm. and really digging in instead of just skimming over it. Oh, and they watch their flocks by night, right? What does that mean? Well, and what I love so much about this is that we do not have seminary degrees, right? This we're not. We're just two gals, moms, friends, um, just girlfriends and wives, and and we just want to get into God's word and see what He would speak to to us and and um, how we can really receive what he's done this Christmas. And so I love it that we're able to go in and learn so very mm-hmm. much. And so, friends, we just want to share this with our friends, with mm-hmm. you, our listening friends, um, so that we can really just receive the peace and the favor that God would have for us this Christmas, whether we're going through challenging times or if we're on uh, riding on a cloud of joy, mm-hmm. uh, that we're able to really get into God's word and just press into that relationship with him over this very special time of year, this Christmas season, where we just get to celebrate the birth of his son. So that that's what we're doing. We'd love to share it with you. And friends, if you're feeling disconnected, you want to connect to someone. Uh, if you are a Facebook uh, kind of account holder, if you like to Facebook, go on Facebook, look us up on Love Talk Radio, and you'll see a, a little picture of Miss Evelyn, the First Lady of Love, and Coach Carrie and myself. We're just kind of in the studio, and Gavin snapped a little shot of us <laughs> for our Facebook page. You'll see us right there. Just drop us a comment. Say Merry Christmas. Let us know how you're doing. We would love to hear from you, and we promise that we will message you back. Absolutely. You know, Kathy, in my Parkinson's classes that I teach, We always do a get-to-know-you question, okay? So every day I ask a new question, and it's so fun, and and we love it. And so 
Uh, I guess earlier this week, I asked them, what is your favorite thing about the month of December? Not necessarily about Christmas, but just the month of December. And some of the answer, answer, well, before I tell you what some of the answers were, what is your favorite thing about the month of December? Uh, the I I just love the Advent period. I love the okay. um, rush just leading <laughs> up to Christmas, knowing that Christmas is going to be like this glorious finish, you know, when we have our our kiddos home and we Mm -hmm. get to sit together and be together and um, that that God has just given us this time of joy and rest to wrap up the year and prepare us to kick off the Mm -hmm. next year. Okay. I love that. I love that. So some of the answers in my classes were the lights. Mm -hmm. People like to, you know, go around and look at Christmas lights or Go to this square in Georgetown. It's so beautiful. Or, um, you know, some of the, the light, uh, I guess, drive throughs you can go through. Those are fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, lots of people love the music, uh, family, food, cookies. <laughs> um, and one person said, saying Merry Christmas to everyone. And then a few people said Jesus. And so, you know, I just, I, I love, I love that because all of that encompasses our, our December, mm-hmm. you know, and it's okay to get excited about secular things like looking at Christmas lights and, um, you know, leaving cookies out for Santa Claus, right? I love that, yeah. Um, but of course, we want to remember the real reason for the season, um, which is Jesus. So, just something to think about, friends. If again, go to our Facebook page, Love Talk Radio. Tell us what your favorite thing is about December. Um, we'd love to chat with you about that, and we'd love to see your responses. So, of course, we are in this uh, series, Kathy, and it's just been so great. But before we dive more into the shepherds. What's been going on in your world? When are your college babies coming home? Well, Aaliyah finishes up, uh, gosh, this this coming week. So mm-hmm. she's right now, she's just getting ready for finals. She finishes up finals this week at Baylor, and then she'll be heading home. She'll be getting to us about the 17th. So I'm just looking forward to that. Just have a few more days before my baby comes home. Nice. And, um, and the same with Jordan. Jordan will ra- wrap up at Boise State that same week, and then she'll kind of head over. I think her dorm mates are going to be heading back to, she has dorm mates from California and Washington. Oh, wow. So they're going to be heading back home. And, uh, you know, of course, Faithy, she's a junior in high school, so she's she's still stuck with us. She's not coming <laughs> home. But I think she has a few basketball games that are going to keep us a little bit busy over mm-hmm. this time period. Mm-hmm. And um, just sending out my book. And um, I met with my publisher uh, just this past week. And she says, Kath, you need to go and contact your friends and tell them, all right, go and put the reviews on, put the reviews on Barnes and Noble, put the reviews on Goodreads, put the reviews on Amazon. My voice, his heart, everyone. Yes, my voice, his heart. Because I have all my friends call me going, oh, my goodness, this is so good. Mm -hmm. And I've talked with the women's ministry directors at a few churches about doing the study in the spring. And my publisher says, yeah, yeah, that's great. But get them to go give a review. So, friends, I would just say if you have my voice, his heart, Go, I'm not asking for anything for Christmas. I usually don't ask for anything for Christmas, <laughs> but this year I am asking for reviews. So I'm kind of having fun with that, and it's um, I'm getting to kind of reconnect uh, with uh, friends and church leaders, and um, it's, I don't know, it's been a lot of fun with this book, and I just look forward to what God is doing and what he's going to continue to do with it. And um, friends, if you want a copy of my voice, his heart, experiencing prayer in God's will. It's spending six weeks with a personal prayer coach. That That's me. I'll be walking you through prayer. You can get a copy at Barnes & Noble um, here in Round Rock. And if they are out, you can call me. Uh, you can contact me at Kathy at Let's Pray Today, C-A-T-H-Y, Kathy, at Let's Pray Today.com. Or you can give me a quick buzz at uh, 5126 Four four seven nine seven two, and we can uh, make sure to get one in your hand. Awesome. I'm so happy for you, and I'm so glad you got to meet with your publisher yesterday and uh, just experience all of that. So, friends, go leave Kathy 
a review about the book, My Voice, His Heart. It is it it it, it will change your life. And if you've wondered, you know, is Kathy who she says she is? Let me just tell you, she is. Um, we we were fortunate enough to spend some time with Miss Evelyn and her sweet husband Van this week, and um, you know, we both we both prayed with Miss Evelyn before we left, and um. I tell you what, Kathy, the way that she prays and praises the Lord is amazing. It will bring you to tears. Uh, It did me um, earlier this week when we were with our friends. And holy cow, this book will teach you how to praise and pray. And it, it will just deepen your prayer life and it will touch your soul. So I would highly recommend My Voice, His Heart, because it is uh, amazing. Okay, well, Kathy, my life update is not as quite as exciting as your life update. Um, as you know, my friends, I think I told you guys last week, Logan, um, he hurt his knee pretty severely. And so he has to have surgery in the next... Um, Gosh, I guess uh, week, the 22nd, um, week and a half. So he is hobbling around. Bless his heart. He can't put any weight on that. He's been instructed to put zero weight on that knee. Um, And so we're just seeking out. uh, We've sought out a couple of second and third opinions just to make sure we're getting him the best care because it is just a weird injury and uh, the recovery is going to be pretty crazy. So y'all keep my Logan in your prayers. Uh, I would appreciate that. My daughter, Mackenzie, trying to finish up her final exam strong and writing this thesis. I know over the last um, two years, Kathy, or I guess now two years ago, you talked about uh, Aaliyah's journey with her thesis, and now Mackenzie is on her journey with her thesis, and it's a complicated subject, Um, and so she's trying to get that written, and the research is pretty much done. Now she's writing, and so, boy, that is a laborious process. Well, the thing I love about the the thesis and, and going to this classical Christian school, the kids learn how to think for themselves. And I just, you know, I love it. Uh, Jordan, you know, she's going to BSU, a little bit more liberal of a school. And so she is in this art class. And the kids were told that they had to um, make an argument on social media in support of this one thing that, you know, Jordan disagrees with. And she said, Mom, what I don't understand is, it wasn't like they divided half the class and had them support the argument and the other half of the class and had them go against the argument. Mm-hmm. They just told us what we were supposed to, you know, that we were all supposed to be in support of it. And the thing I love about classical Christian education is that individuals get to really explore mm-hmm. deeply, mm-hmm. think deeply, look at, you know, history, look at the great classical writers of Plato and Socrates and mm-hmm. Descartes and um, and 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 uh, really think through things themselves. And so this thesis is such uh, just a finishing touch on an incredible application. And I know uh, on an, an incredible education. Yes. And I know that Mackenzie is just going to knock it out of the park. Well, it's a tough. It, she's uh, doing her thesis on um, on organ transplantation and the ethics that revol- that that are involved in that. Uh-huh. And so it's kind of a slippery slope. But I tell you what, it it, it forced her to dive into scripture and to dive into research and it has been very very eye-opening and very enlightening and so I'm super proud of her all right five prayers the surrounding the birth of Jesus an angel of the Lord to be followed by a great number of heavenly hosts all filling the air with praises to God were far beyond anything these shepherds could have expected to visit them that evening. I can't even imagine. And the message that was delivered to them from heaven was far beyond anything they could have dreamed. Okay, the Savior is born, the Messiah. Now, what, here in a manger? Their hearts embraced it all. What an amazing presentation God used to make the greatest birth announcement ever heard. You know, I know these days on social media, Kathy, we see all these, um, you know, I, I guess it's what gender reveals, yeah. right? And uh-huh. they're so elaborate, you know, <laughs> like balloons popping pink or blue, um, eggs dropping, they're pink or blue. I, I don't know. I saw a helicopter spray like pink stuff in the sky. <laughs> I don't know. But what these shepherds experienced 
was beyond anything we could ever imagine the greatest birth announcement ever. Our key verse right before we go here to break, friends, Luke 2, verse 20. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Let's find out all about the shepherds. They were an interesting bunch when we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello and welcome back to Love Talk. I am Coach Carrie Brinkader here in studio with my beautiful co-host Kathy in Debrac. Friends, we are so grateful, so thankful that you have joined us today here on The Bridge Austin. Remember, friends, you can always find our archives at Love Talk network. I would encourage you to go back, look in our archives, Love Talk Network. They're all there um, for your listening pleasure. I was almost going to say viewing, but no, we don't do Facebook Live in here. I don't um, know. This morning you're looking pretty good. So are you, Kathy. Oh, I was just you. thinking the same. Yeah, you're looking great today. Um so what what a fun time we get to have in studio and just joining you today in this Advent season as we await the birth of our Lord and Savior, the celebration of the birth of our Lord and Savior. All right, the shepherds, Kathy, these guys, I, I've learned so much um, going through these verses just word by word, sentence by sentence, um, and really breaking it down. Let's read from Luke 2, verses 6 through 20. These are the verses about the shepherds. And uh, again, Luke 2, and it begins here in verse 6. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news with great that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told uh, told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary, she treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Oh, my goodness, Kathy. I just I just read, you know, each time I read this. I, I noticed something else, and that's so funny because we have a teacher at um, at Grace Academy where my kids go to school, and they, you know, they read this this incredible literature every single year, and the teacher will tell them, I reread the book again over the summer. That's probably my 75th time to read it. <laughs> every time I read it, I find something else I want to talk to you guys about, and I just felt the same way. I felt I felt exactly like that. So. All right, why the shepherds? You know, I I know God had many reasons for including the shepherds in the birth of Jesus. After all, their job revolved around keeping the flock safe and gathered. And Christ's job, as he is, comes to earth and establishes his earthly ministry, is to save the flock, us, mankind, from our sins. The parallels are pretty interesting, Kath. Um in fact, Matthew in Matthew 2, verse 6, we see the wise men pointing back to Micah, who spoke of Jesus as someone who would come and shepherd the people. Mm-hmm. And there are many, many mentions in Scripture as well. This was obviously, you know, uh, fulfilling prophecies. Even Jesus himself proclaims in John 10 that he is the gate for the sheep. 
and that anyone who enters through him will be saved. So we have all these correlations, right? Um, and so, all right, Kathy, why the shepherds? Why, why shepherds? You know, whenever I think of a shepherd, I also think of King David, who was a man after God's own heart. Because remember, when all of his brothers, who everyone thought were just, you know, the biggest deal ever, they were <laughs> off um, at war doing big, important things. Well, little right. old David, he was just left to shepherd the sheep. You know, right. he was... And I think within the society at the time, shepherds, they were kind of stinky. I mean, I yeah. I don't know, friends, if you've ever been to a barn. And, like, my daughter, she loves to go horseback riding. And so we go and we're just petting the horses and talking with the horses. And, the, you know, you touch the horse's muzzle and you come away with hands that are dirty and grimy mm-hmm. and smelly mm-hmm. and covered with horse snot. Now, my daughter loves that. Like, she <laughs> she doesn't it doesn't smell bad for her. She loves the smell of it. Mm-hmm. Well, these shepherds, they were around these sheep all the time. And that lanolin from the sheep's uh, um, fleece, just it got into every fabric of their clothing. It got mm-hmm. into their hands. You know, they were, they couldn't just go take a shower and just wash nope. it away. That nope. that kind of stink was on them. And so inviting a shepherd to a party really was not something you did. <laughs> you just kind of left them out. And so I imagine these shepherds would could feel very um, disconnected from society, right. kind of doing that dirty job that nobody really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yet they had to be faithful in it to be a good shepherd. You have to, you know, do that, do that dirty work and you have to be thankful and and faithful in it. And you have to be a little bit of fierceness as well, because, you know, even David talked about as a boy that he would kill lions. Lions. Mm -hmm. And so these shepherds out there doing their job, they were they were able to go and kill lions. And I think that Christ is that faithful shepherd that maybe some just keep at a distance and you know he brings so much stuff with them they don't want to have anything with him uh, to do with him yet he is fierce and he will kill that lion that prowls around just looking for people to Mm -hmm. devour he will protect his sheep and Mm -hmm. I, I just think that like God said that King David was a man after his own heart. Mm-hmm. I just think these shepherds were kind of men after God's own heart. You know, it's interesting that, that you mentioned David there. Um, typically, shepherds were were teenagers, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they were chosen to tend the sheep for whatever reason, right? Maybe they were the youngest brother like David. Um, but they were not only tending their family's sheep. They were tending the sheep of of the other people in their community. And so this was a big responsibility. You know, you think, okay, they're sitting around and they're, you know, just kind of watching the sheep eat grass all day, which I'm sure there was there was much of that, right? Yeah. But they were responsible for other people's sheep. Yeah. And so if one of them got away or wandered off or whatever, they had to go get it and they had to bring it back to the flock. And so this was um yeah, a stinky job and kind of a lowly job at times, but there was responsibility involved with the job. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think um going along with that, I, I, I mean, I think the Lord just wanted to make sure that everyone understood that from the lowly sheep herder to the king with a crown, mm-hmm. everyone's included. Nobody's yeah. left out of this announcement, right? It's for every single person. Um, and, I, you know, there's there's so much there, there about the shepherds, right, and, and them tending the flock. And, in fact, Latin, the Latin word for shepherd means pastor. And okay. so our pastors are shepherds over their flocks of of their congregation, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it's just, there's it it's very rich, and I think we can understand the parallels here, especially as Jesus calls himself the gate for the sheep, uh huh, and the good shepherd, and the good shepherd. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the good shepherd. Yeah. You know, I just I love that that they were the first to know about Jesus' birth mm-hmm. and. Uh, and and that when they saw this angel appear, 
they were afraid. You know, just kind of like every single other person in in scripture ever, when you see an angel, you are afraid. afraid. Like they're kind of these fearsome things. They're not yep. these cute little cherubs that, you know, uh, sit above your, your door or on, on your mantle. But I always love the angel says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. Now, when the angel used the word the The. Messiah, that's like, that's huge. I mean, that's like dynamite word being thrown into the conversation. That's not a light word. That means the entire fulfillment that Mm -hmm. Israel has been waiting for since like forever, like forever Israel's been waiting for the Messiah. And the angel says, the Messiah. Yep, he's come. He's come. Not a Messiah. Yes. The the Messiah. And he says, the angel says, hey, if you don't believe me, I have a sign for you, right? Mm -hmm. Because God will give these signs. I have a sign for you. You're going to find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Right? (laughs) A, A a manger, <laughs> a manger, a baby in a manger. And I, I can't even imagine. What and they were so thinking. this is what I love. You know, it's like that they the um, the shepherds were afraid. They got told this and they're probably going, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And then I love that suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared mm-hmm. with the one angel praising and God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven on earth. Peace. Peace mm-hmm. to those. And I love that what what the angels are saying is, hey, yes, this is about God. Glory to God because mm-hmm. of the birth of his son. But this isn't just about God. This is about peace for men, mm-hmm. that the Messiah brings peace to men. And so, friends, I'm just asking you that this Advent season leading up to Christmas is peace what is guarding your heart and mind. Mm-hmm. Is peace what you feel when you wake up in the morning? Is is peace, is, does that cover your heart as you look forward to this next year? Because that is what God has for you. And when you look at his son, he wants you to see that that is the the savior that he has provided and it is meant to bring. He is meant to bring great joy. I mm-hmm. love that Christmas is meant to bring great joy, Carrie. But, right. I, you know, I do want to talk about, you know, they were they afraid. Were afraid. And, and that is our initial reaction sometimes. Uh, absolutely. And so as I as we reread these scriptures, um, like I mentioned before, I noticed something else. So one angel appears to the shepherds to begin with, right? Mm -hmm. It says, an angel of the Lord appears to them. All right. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. What, what, what does that mean? Is that, is that like bright, like, like they were glowing or there, it was glowing or something? I don't, I don't know. What does that mean? Um, I think we see that a lot when the angels appear, right? When an angel appears, yeah. we see the glory of the Lord is present. So that is worth going back and digging in deep and finding out, okay, what what does that mean? What are, the, what are the people who write these commentaries say that the glory of the Lord is? Maybe that's what they were scared of, yeah. was the glory of the Lord. I. If it's in your face, I'm sure it is frightening. Well, I, you know, I just love that wherever the Lord is, darkness becomes light. You know? Oh, yes, yes. Right? The darkness cannot exist yeah. whenever the Lord is present. Oh, yes. That uh. is that is wonderful. But they were afraid. Okay? They were, I'm sorry, it doesn't say they were afraid. It says they were terrified. <laughs> terrified. Um, I don't know if I've ever been terrified mm-hmm. i'm trying to think um if there's a time when i've ever i've been afraid i've had that feeling of i'm unsafe here or i hope i don't step on a spider right like mm-hmm. that's a, that's afraid but terrified 
Um, That's that's a very uh, severe emotion. I think terrified is when you can't move. You You can't. can't You don't even you're having a hard time thinking. Your brain's kind of rebooting. But, you know, Carrie, I mean, I think that we're seeing even now with just the the strain of 2020 and, you know, even in 2021, the media is still, you know, is still going at it and we're still having these things right in front of us. Trying to make us afraid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, sometimes you do just get where you just like, I don't even know how to move forward. I don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, our Mm -hmm. family is divided over who has immunizations and who doesn't, Mm -hmm. who wears masks and who doesn't. Mm -hmm. I have a, uh, a friend, um, and her parents want to go and see her brother's new baby, but his wife will not let them come because they haven't gotten the vaccination. Mm. And so they can't go see their new grandbaby. And, mm. um, you know, and I understand it. just the fear, I think, is making people do some things that they would never do, shut out relationships. Mm-hmm. They would never in a million years dream of shutting right. out. And, right. you know, friends, I would say, are you afraid of the future? Are you afraid of failure? Are you afraid the world will never go back mm-hmm. to normal? Right. You know, I, I think one of the things that I love is that it says that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. When we go and start to see mm-hmm. how awesome God is, that this mm-hmm. creator of the universe, the one that stuck that huge ball of fire <laughs> in the sky. Right. I mean, this uncontrollable God who speaks and things are created, who can calm waters and and calm storms, who, you know, just that he's fearsome and awesome and his Mm -hmm. thoughts and his ways are so far above our own. He can be terrifying, but when we see that what he wants for us is a relationship, Mm -hmm. he, he sent his son that we might know peace, not terror, not terrors of the night, but that we might be children of the light and walk in the be be children of the day and and walk in lightness and walk in peace when we can start to get our minds wrapped around that the other things that we might be afraid of they just start to become insignificant well an angel says do not be afraid because mm-hmm. i'm here to bring you good news yeah that will cause great joy for all the people. And and so I, I can imagine they, they relaxed just a little bit. Okay, t- now tell me the good news. All right. <laughs> There's a Savior. He's been born. He is the Messiah, as you said. You're going to find him. He's going to be wrapped in some cloths, and he's going to be lying in a manger. Then, Kathy, a whole heavenly host of angels appear. A great company. Um, multitudes of angels appear praising and saying glory to God in the highest heaven. Now then, we see a lot of singular angels appear throughout scripture. Mm-hmm. But they're very rarely we you you and I have had yeah, we've really just been searched, looking where searched. else in the Bible? Yeah. Yeah, um this was a big deal. Yeah. They I mean, they would you know, when one angel appears, okay, and the glory of God shines, okay, that that that's terrifying, right? But they're like, hey, we've heard stories that this has happened before. They right. might be able to calm down a little bit, you know. But when an entire <laughs> sky full of angels appear, they would never have heard a story that is like this before, no. ever. So they knew they were, I, I think at that moment, they probably knew they were pretty special. Yeah. You know, okay, wow, God chose us. Mm-hmm. So we'll get in that we'll get into that just in in a little bit. But yeah, the heavenly host is uh very, very unusual. So what did the shepherds do? Did they just go, Oh, okay, thanks, angels, um, all right, and go sit back down yeah, on as their soon rock. As I get off my shift tonight. All right. You know, yeah. <laughs> Right. When when my shift ends, I'll I'll take care of this. Um, but no, they said the shepherds were obedient and it says they hurried off. They hurried off. Mm-hmm. And so the angels left them and went and, and had gone to into heaven 
And the shepherds, I, they just looked around and they go, hey, let, let's go ahead and go to Bethlehem and check this thing out. I don't know why I have this picture of Logan and his friends right here when I see this. Like, like, um, oh, okay, hey, let's, hey, buddy, let's, let's go. Let's go yeah. check this out. They leave the sheep. They leave their responsibilities. Mm-hmm. They leave it. How many times a day do I say, Lord, I'll get to that later? Yeah. Lord, Lord, I I have to do this and this and this and this, and then I will sit down with you. I promise I will do that later. Mm -hmm. You know, no, no, these guys, and and it was men. It was, they were male, right? They just pick up and go, hey, let's go. Let's go check it out. Because the Lord told us about this. Yeah. They didn't wait. Mm -hmm. So... Um, Kathy, have you ever known that God was calling you to do something and you just said, no, not right now, Lord, or a time when you said, okay, I'm going to do that. I gotcha. You know, my problem historically has been that I go, okay, yes, I will do that. (laughs) And then I let everything else get in the way and I don't do it. And so this is something that God has really, especially during these last two years, these last 18 months, especially that he's really taught me, Hey, you know, sweet girl, when you tell me yes, and you don't get your butt moving and go do what you told me you're going to do, what I've asked you to do, you're telling me no. Well, I've heard you say this, that you started writing your book and it had been six months and you were not very far in the Mm -hmm. book. And you looked at Eric and you were like, I just don't know if I should be doing this. Maybe the Lord's telling me no. Maybe I'm just, I I just, maybe I should just stop now. Right? That's what you were thinking. Yeah. And, and, and then what happened to, to get you back on track? Yeah. So he showed me this parable where it's this father talking to these two sons uh, and he tells the first son to go and do something. And the first son says, yep, dad, I will go and do that. But then the son doesn't do it. And the father goes to the second son and tells the son, son, I want you to go and do this. And the second son says, no, not going to go do that. But then he goes and does it. Mm-hmm. And um, Jesus asked in the parable, which of the two sons obeyed his father? Mm-hmm. And it was not the one who told his father yes, because mm-hmm. he didn't do it. It was the, the one who actually went and did it. And mm-hmm. so I think obedience is so important. It God's is. not just looking for us to say yes. He's looking for us to go and do that and um, mm-hmm. just, co- you know, fulfill what we've committed to fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And so I love that, you know, sometimes you can talk yourself out of stuff. Sure. But yeah. I love here that we see the shepherds said, okay, let's go. Let's do, let, let's go and see this thing this this thing like how do we even <laughs> describe it this thing let's go see it and uh-huh. see if you know what the lord that that the lord has told us about mm-hmm. and and i love that when we see them really praising god is after they've been obedient after yeah. they've gone and been obedient after they've gone and seen jesus and they're like yep that this is exactly what god said is good this is what the angels told us about After they obeyed, that was when you could not stop them Mm -hmm. from praising God. And that was when they went and told everyone about what they had seen and what they had heard. And I love that, that when we obey, boy, God does amazing things when we obey. Even when we don't know how it's going to turn out. Yes. Right. Um, When the Lord says go and you all, you let all that we, me, I'm just going to say me. I let all that self-doubt creep in, right? The Lord just says, I've got you. Take that step and go. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't question me. Just go. I, it's there waiting for you. And that's what the shepherds did. They just, they took the first step and they went They left their responsibilities and they went. And, you know, it doesn't tell us what happened, like if the sheep were still there when they came back, but their hearts were so full. And I can imagine that the Lord, you know, really protected them and protected their responsibilities Mm -hmm. there because they were following him. But they dropped everything and they left. So, you know, I would just encourage you listening friends to be sensitive to what the Lord is telling you. 
And when you don't feel capable or you feel terrified or you feel afraid and you don't know what's around the corner, if you are praying about it and you know that it's within God's will, take that first step. Take that first step. Call that person that you're, you've just not seen for a while and you've let that relationship dwindle. Call them. Call. It's okay. What's the worst thing that can happen, right? You don't have a relationship with them. Well, you don't right now. So pick up the phone and call. Take that first step. Go back to church. Get involved in that small group. Do it. Um, The Lord says, I've got you. I've got you. And I'm going to lead the way. And when you get there, you're going to see what I have done for you because I have prepared the way. Well, Kathy, these shepherds, they were obedient. They were the first to know. Um, They were also evangelists, and they glorified and praised God. We'll find out all about that when we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on KTXW, the bridge, Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership this Christmas season, and uh, we're just glad to have you with us this beautiful Saturday in December. This is Kathy Enderbrock. I'm in studio with the amazing coach, Carrie Brinkader. Carrie, I love that we're talking about the shepherds. We've been in this series, the five prayers of Christmas through Luke chapter one and two, and we're talking about the shepherds today. And I just just want to just take a moment to really say a very special thank you to those um, companies that have kept us on the air the last 36 years. Mm. And uh, they are dear friends of Ms. Evelyn Davison, and we just love them uh, so much. We thank a Casa Mechanical. Friends, if you need uh, any problems, if you have any problems, your heaters aren't heating, mm-hmm. your coolers aren't cooling, call Casa Mechanical. We, we love them. We trust them. Also, if you're looking for a beautiful place to live, there's nothing else like Santa Rita Ranch. And I just, I love that every single home they build, they build that with care, with quality, Mm -hmm. and they look at the whole community and want that community Mm -hmm. to just fit together, live together, and they just build these these beautiful, beautiful communities and these fantastic homes. That's Santa Rita Ranch. And also Tim Smith Landscaping, if you want to make your yard look just beautiful, whether it's commercial or residential, uh, Tim Smith Landscaping, they've got you covered. And uh, finally, Ray Garner Insurance. I love he's just been with us forever. Thank you to Ray and Luana Gardner. Uh, for uh, being Love Talk sponsors. And just a special shout-out to John Corbin with HeartFlex. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of come on board, and uh, we just appreciate him so much. Yeah, friends, we just thank, thank our sponsors. And uh, if you call them, if you have a need for them, just let them know that you appreciate them sponsoring the program too. Well, Carrie, we've talked about shepherds, why the shepherds got chosen, why God chose, chose those shepherds, that they were the first to know. And they were afraid. We talked about what they saw, what the response was, and that they were obedient. Mm-hmm. And uh, and something I want to talk a little bit about is that it says that after they had seen Christ, that they spread word concerning what had been told them about this child. So they were like the first evangelists ever. Were. And yet they were uneducated. Right. They were used to tending sheep. sheep. Yet oh. God chose them to be evangelists. And I'm thinking, you know, how many times have I said, oh, I just don't know scripture well enough. Right. Or I'm just not educated enough. I've never been to seminary. You know, I just kind of think, oh, no, no, God surely has not chosen me yet they didn't let any of that stand in their way they didn't you know they just told their story and I think that's the most important thing you know of course we should hide scripture in our heart and we should be in the word but the most important testimony is your own just telling someone else how the Lord has changed your life and um, the changes that you've seen when you dive into scripture and uh, the joy that you get from that relationship with him. Again, these shepherds weren't educated. They didn't um, have a deep, most likely, they didn't mm-hmm. have a deep knowledge of scripture. They weren't in the temple every day. They hadn't been brought up to, 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 for that. 
but they shared their story. And that's what was important. When they had seen him, so they they went, they spread the word. Yeah. They spread the word. Um, look for those opportunities. They're all around us, Kathy. They're all around us. You know, and I also love, too, that, that when this all happened, the, the shepherds, they didn't realize that they had been chosen for this. They right. just, I mean, in my mind... I, I imagine if I was a shepherd and um, I was really kind of the, the lower end of society, I would have thought, oh, God included us. Well, that's so awesome. He didn't exclude us. We right. actually got an, an invitation. We got the announcement and we're able to go and see. And so I think what is so amazing here is that they had no idea that that they were chosen. They just thought they were included. And so I would just say friends you are included in this. Absolutely. The angel said that this is uh, for all people, for Mm -hmm. all people. And and so that includes you. But what I want you to realize is that also you are chosen Mm -hmm. specifically by God. He has chosen you. He has a plan for you. Mm -hmm. Um, He he wants you to walk forward in the path that he's prepared for you. And I, I think there's a difference when we move from the place of, the joy of being included, which is wonderful. It's mm-hmm. always great to be included when someone is playing a game of baseball or basketball or or you get included for the party. But to understand that you are chosen. It's a big difference. That's huge. It's a big difference. When you're chosen, that means uh, someone thinks that you are the one, mm-hmm. right? And that's amazing. Um, you know, I can't imagine how they felt, but, and I wonder when they found out that they were the chosen ones, um, and that they, it was their job to spread the word. Well, my guess is when they went to go and see, you know, all of this, that is like the angels had told them and they went to the manger, they would have seen Mary. They would have seen Joseph. The three wise men were not there no, yet. No. So it's like Mary, Joseph, and they're looking around looking for everyone else. Like, well, there is no one else. Wait a minute. It's yeah. Us. It's us. Yeah. I, I, very true. Very true. So, Kathy, they, they go to find baby Jesus. They see it just as they were told. And the scripture says, the shepherds glorified and praised God for all the things they had heard and Seen. I can imagine that there were different personalities in this shepherd group, right? Um, Some that as they praised, maybe it was more quiet and it was um, reverent as they glorified and praised because that's their personality, Mm -hmm. right? And then you might have had a shepherd like me who would have been jumping and being extra and, um, whoa, God, I can't believe you just, that blows my mind, you know? I can't believe you just showed me that. What? You know, um, what do you think happened as they glorified and praised God for all the things they heard and saw? I mean, I just think when you receive the good news of Christ, when you realize this is the Messiah, he's the Savior, he's the rescuer, he's the one that you've been waiting for, he's the provision you've been waiting for. I think that when your eyes see that, when you look and you see that baby, that baby's there for you You. in accordance with the promises of God. I mean, I just think it's so unbelievable when that washes over you. It just Mm -hmm. changes your perspective. And, you know, Mm -hmm. Carrie, I I love a comment that you had made for me, made to me when we were kind of chatting in in between our, our, um, our segments. And you said, you know, anyone can go and encourage the person at the checkout counter. And everyone's included in that. Everyone Mm -hmm. is included in that invitation to go and encourage the waitress that's at Mm -hmm. your table or the person that you come into into contact with or, you know, the pastor on a Sunday. But maybe what we don't realize is that God has chosen you Mm -hmm. to encourage that person, Mm -hmm. that God has chosen you to speak a good word to the person Mm -hmm. across from you that God has chosen you for that. And so, friends, I just think more and more we need to realize that we truly are chosen by Mm -hmm. God to go and and do these things, to be encouragers, to to build up 
the mm-hmm. his people. And this time of year, I love it that you said one of your Parkinson's guys, yeah. they just love that they got to see Merry Christmas to everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe that. God is choosing you to be the one to go out and to share the merry cheer of Christmas, the joy of Christmas with those around you. You know, it it. it it carries a weight of responsibility when you think about it like this, Kathy, as you've so eloquently put it. Are you included or are you chosen? And both are special. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get me wrong, right? But when you're chosen, boy, man, when I know I'm chosen, I want to do the best job that I can. Yeah. You know, um, when you, and so... If you're chosen to be the encourager, you're chosen to be the one who's spreading the news, or you're chosen to be the one that just shares your story with that person that you meet with for coffee, you know, I, you know, I have a friend, I, I meet with him for coffee, I, I don't know, every couple of months, he does not know the Lord, and I know I'm the one who's supposed to tell him. Yeah, and um, we talk about it. He calls me spiritual, you know. <laughs> um, but I know I'm the one that is supposed to be sharing with him, mm. and that's a big responsibility, you know. And I think Carrie, that there are a lot of people who are waiting for that invitation to go to church this Christmas season. And so, you know, I know that if you're listening and you're in Idaho, I go to Eagle Christian Church. <laughs> I'm going to be at that 10 a.m. service and um, or 10.30 a.m. service. You come and you look for me. You can see my face on our website or on our Facebook page at Love Talk Radio. Even let me know, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to be at church with you this Sunday, right. um, and I will be looking for you. If anyone in the central Texas area needs a church to go to, Carrie, you go to Main Street yep. Baptist Church in beautiful Georgetown, right off of the square. Could not be a better place. I know. It's just gorgeous. And uh, we have two services. We have 830 and 11. Highly encourage you to come to either one. Our 830 service is our more traditional service. Our 11 o'clock service is more contemporary. They're both fantastic and phenomenal. And in between there, we have our uh, Bible study classes. So I would encourage you, look for me. Tell me you're coming. Shoot me a message on Facebook, and I would be happy to introduce you around and to meet you. Friends, we love you so much. We pray that this Christmas season you will find a church and you will get involved. If you're not involved in a church right now, start looking. Um, Go ahead and step out and get back into community. If you need anything, please call us on the Love Line, 512-644-7972, lovetalknetwork.com, our, our archives, and, of course, Love Talk Radio on Facebook. We'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.